Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Be You with Declan Edwards. You are listening to Season 5, Episode 12, which is the season finale. We're going to be taking a little break after this uh, for about a month, maybe a month and a bit, as we line up Season 6 of the show. And just let me tell you, what a way to round out Season 5. What a way to close out the season and the show. I'm joined by such a special guest for this one. Now, to set the tone and the frame for the interview that you're about to listen to and the conversation that was shared between us, I just want you to imagine for a moment that you're standing on stage, so have hundreds, maybe even thousands of people, the, there's bright light shining on you, you're standing up there alongside a row of other people, and you're wearing basically next to nothing. How do you feel? The reason I ask is because this is the reality for our guest today. I'm so grateful to be joined by none other than Kelly Cameron, who is uh, a a personal trainer, a fitness professional, a mom, uh, a leader in her community, and a very successful and well-decorated athlete in the bodybuilding space. And alongside all of that, she's someone who has been undertaking her own personal development and happiness journey at BU and is now in her sophomore year. And it's funny, when you hear those things that I mentioned, it's easy to fall into the trap of, this is someone who has their life all together. This is someone with a perfect life. Of course, they're confident. Of course, they're happy. But what you don't realize is behind that is a lot of pressure and expectation to keep up appearances, to play the role, to wear the mask, and to fall into the trap of believing that strength is not being vulnerable and strength is not showing emotion. And this was unfortunately the reality for Kel for many years. And I remember when we first connected, it was this beautiful moment of of vulnerability and strength to go, hey, I've done really well as an athlete. I've done really well in this space. You know, I've got a business that I love, but I'm struggling. Mentally and emotionally, I know that there's a lot for me to learn and there's a lot for me to do. And that's what started this beautiful journey that Kel's now been on. And let me promise you, this is, this is a woman who I think highlights and, and embodies to me the sense of resilience and adaptability and commitment and consistency to keep moving forward even when life throws massive curveballs. There's anyone I think of in our community at BU and at our Happiness College who has not had the most ideal circumstances to learn how to be happier and to build their mental and emotional well-being. It's Kel, and yet she continues to show up, to put in the work, to grow, to develop, and to use that not only to benefit herself and her own happiness, but to spread a ripple effect that positively impacts those around her as well. If you are someone who has been caught out in the perfectionistic trap or you're a high achiever who puts a ton of pressure and expectation on yourself or if you're just fatigued and exhausted of always needing to pretend that everything's fine and that you've got your shit together, then this is such a powerful and profound conversation for you to listen to and I cannot wait for you to hear the insights and the gems of wisdom that Kel shares with us as she reflects on her happiness journey thus far. So with that said, please join me in giving a very warm welcome to none other than Kelly Cameron. Okay, first and foremost, welcome to the show. And thank you so thank much. Thank you. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I know when we were organizing this and longtime listeners of the show would be very familiar with the theory of you know, green light decisions in life. 
And I remember reaching out to you and going, hey, you know, I'm organizing who I want to sit down with for this season of the show and who I want to share their story and who I think has a really um, interesting and empowering uh, story of how they've gone through their own personal development and their happiness and their well-being journey. And you came to mind and I was like, hey, I'm going to reach out and just ask. And I remember you sitting with it for a bit and going, well, I'm I'm scared, but I'm excited. This feels like a green light. So in the words of Richard Branson, screw it, let's do it. Here we are. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? I was like the first thing. I'm like, well, I'm absolutely terrified, but okay. <laughs> and I'm glad you did because I do think, yeah, there's a lot that's probably going to come out from this conversation and for our listeners around there never being a perfect time or a perfect set of conditions to work on your own happiness and well-being and your own development. And also recognizing that that journey will never go to plan. Like we'll set an idea of what we think it's going to look like. And then life goes, I see your plans and I'm not going to follow them. And it's about adapting along the way. And I think you really embody and uphold the idea of uh, adapting, I think is a quite a powerful thing. Um, being able to change your approach and your, you know, your sense of resilience based on what life throws your way, but still having this like, okay, you know what? If I'm going to learn this stuff, this, this is really the time to do it, right? I think you and I have used the example before of learning in a pressure cooker. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be my life. And I think, um, I think we've also discussed, like, I don't think I would have learned any other way yeah. because I'm that kind of person, you know, um, that I was really rigid and really, like, probably not very good at adapting at all, to be honest. So that, mm. that control is really what kind of kept me, I have to control everything. I, it kept the anxiety at bay until I did it. And then I was like, well, uh, what am I going to do now? So, yeah, I've really learned probably in the hardest of circumstances, what a, what adapting actually means. Mm, I love that. So take us back. Cause obviously I'm very familiar with your journey and your story. And uh, it's, I'm quite excited and getting ahead of myself a little bit, actually. And I realized <laughs> our listeners don't actually really know you all that well yet. So if, I like to ask the question, you know, if we were to rewind to, you know, a, a younger, less emotionally developed, less aware, you know, version of ourselves. And and in this case, version of you, where would you say the starting chapter is in your journey in this space? Look, when I think back and I think my younger me, teenage Kelly, um, was an extremely anxious, insecure, low self-esteem kind of person who, who actually hid that really well. Yeah. Um, and as we talk about, you know, I never processed that. So kept packing it in the room and packing it in the room, you know, and then, you know, husbands, uh, kids later, all those life struggles that kind of continued to get on top of me. But I was that kind of person. I, I you know, I was really strong-minded. I think that's something that was in my favour, but it meant that I forever pushed and pushed and pushed. And then my body would go, I can't push anymore. And then I, then I, crash and burn. Um, and I could kind of continue to do that, you know, on more than one occasion. And um, I became a PT um, as my kids got a little bit older and, you know, and being a coach, you also have a lot of other demands on you with clients needing to um, confide in you and helping other people more and more and more. And so then I'd be taking that on more and more and more. 
Um, and along with a child, as we mentioned, my eldest child does struggle a lot with um, mental health issues, um, amongst other things. And that was also on top of me. And I kept crashing and burning. And that's, I think, when my journey started with you, when I went, how am I going? I can't keep crashing and burning. How am I going to be better and stronger and be able to cope with this, but to help the people that are in my life? And that's that's kind of where we began, and we, you know, we've grown from there with you, you and I, and um, it's still not easy, but I definitely have grown. <laughs> I love that. And I want to I want to highlight something in particular there. You know, you mentioned this idea of obviously there's a lot of demands on you professionally with your clients, yes, in your family life, yes. There's just I think there's this sense of, and I'm glad you can recognize it too. I know when we met, there was a sense of just give, 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 crash, right? Yes. But simultaneously with that pattern going on, and I think you you mentioned it briefly in there, and I want to highlight it, you were also really, really, really good at brave facing, right? And putting on the mask of like, no, 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 it's fine. I've got I've got my shit together, everything's sorted, this is all good. Yeah. Talk to us yeah. about that. Cause I know that's been a big change in your journey, is sort of, yeah, recognizing that you don't have to have it all together all the time. Yes. And I think you know, it definitely, it stems from childhood. Of course it does, but I definitely had that perfectionism mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely felt like I had to keep up appearances. I needed to, um, people please, you know, I want people to like me. Um, I don't want to let people down. Uh, this is, a, you know, I have, to, this is just what I have to do. And I think, um, you know, you know about me, but obviously being in the fitness industry um, and, you know, I have um, a lot of success in that and bodybuilding and all these beautiful photographs uh, that I've had taken of me, um, you know, in in fitness kind of world, um, people think I have this perfect life. <laughs> um, so I kind of felt like I had to live up to that a lot. And, you know, um, I realised that there were days like classes where, I'd be I'd be in tears in the car on the way there. I was just so overwhelmed with what had happened, you know, obviously with my eldest child or you just not being able to cope with life. I'd pull my shit together in the car and go, okay, walk on in and pretend that nothing was wrong. And, you know, then have people confide in me about very, very similar situations they were going through. And I'd be like, this is my life right now, but I'd be strong for them. Yeah. Um and I'd take on all that for them because I really do love helping people. But then I'd have none of that self-care for myself. Yes. Yeah. It's something that you mentioned, you know, I'd pull my shit together for the class. I think very early on your journey, you and I had this conversation. I shared this joke around, you know, sometimes when we say, oh, I've got all my shit together. It's like, well, now all you've done is put all the shit in one big pile. At some point we have to process it. Yeah. <laughs> At some point we have to work through the shit. <laughs> And we talked, yes, because I really, and it resonates with me still. And I actually repeat it to my clients as well. Now that whole, um, you have a cupboard full of baggage girl. Um, But for me, it wasn't a cupboard. It was years and years. So I've got a big ass room (laughs) full of all this shit that I just kept pushing in there and pushing in there. And it really was getting to that point where I couldn't keep that stuff in there anymore. And I couldn't keep it together. And I was breaking the the cracks and showing. I was breaking down physically and emotionally and mentally, and it was affecting all areas of my life. Yeah, something I'm curious to ask you about because I think it's such a theme in your life, but I know I've seen the change in your approach to this. The idea of being strong, Mm -hmm. the idea of strength and what that means and looks like, 
I think I've witnessed sort of a change in your definition of that, particularly when it comes to like mental strength, emotional strength, what it means to quote unquote, have our shit together. Right. Yeah. yeah share with us, I guess, your perspective on that. And because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it, it is kind of a core value of yours as well as like in many ways, right. In more ways than one. So talk to us about how that value and your approach to meeting it, or I guess your definition of it has shifted over the last few years. Oh, look, it shifted so much. You know, I think I viewed being strong as is you couldn't be vulnerable. You had to, and it was that keep up appearances thing. I just have to, being strong means you just keep pushing and you just keep pushing. And no matter what happens in your life, you get up and you just keep going and you just keep doing it. That served me for a long time. It did serve me for a long time because I am, many people would say stubborn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Strong, stubborn, you know, same, same. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, and that that really did get me through for a long, long time. But um, I just I wouldn't show that side of me that was vulnerable ever because I thought it was weak. I thought that I had to be strong and I had to be strong for everyone else because if I'm not strong, then what happens to my family? Then what? I'm that rock. Um, what happens to my clients if I'm not strong? Um, but you know, I guess what I have found along the way, when it when it came to that point, um, like I, we've talked about last year with my son's mental health issues and um, and him him really uh, really crashing, um, I was forced to be vulnerable, um, and I kind of just went. It is so draining and so tiring to keep up these appearances anymore uh, all the time. And so I kind of just let that go a little bit because I had to let something go. Um, And that was something that I let go a little. And I actually realized that people could relate to me more um, and that people went, wow, if, you know, that they found me inspirational because, and they'd message me um, because I'd open up just that little bit and they'd go, wow, you seem like you have the perfect life. Um, and they had no idea what was going on. Um, and it really, yeah, it really made a difference to my life. And I actually went, you know, I've always been genuine, Mm -hmm. but people then really realized and that, you know, showing how genuine that it's okay, you know, that you're not doing amazingly right now, Mm -hmm. but you will live another day. And I'm very good at getting up that next day and going, you know what, uh, today's a new day. Um, I can start again. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of a, a motto of mine, especially on Mondays. I love Mondays for that reason. Yeah. It's a new week. Start again. Forget the last week. All that shit don't matter no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do love that you mentioned that moment of deciding to let down the walls a little bit and, and be open and honest and vulnerable and how that receives such a positive response. Because it's funny, coming into this, I was thinking about if I was to highlight from my perspective, looking into your life, three moments that really embodied and showcased strength. That is one of them. I think the moment of vulnerability of choosing to be like, Hey guys, this is what's going on in my life. And, and to be open about that publicly, especially when there is a bit of a public figure, you know, in your name as well, like you, you run your business and you, you know, you're known in the fitness industry. And so, yeah, to be real and honest after many years of sort of curating an image is Mm -hmm. such a sign of strength. And obviously to have a, positive feedback is amazing on that. And then another one of those three was, I think even just the moment and the decision early on, because I know us first connecting, there was this sort of, uh, we'd been 
you know, guest speaking out, uh, you know, in Singleton uh, for another company out there that you'd come along to the talks. And there'd been a couple of talks yes. that you're like, oh yeah, this resonates with me and this makes sense. And something's sitting home here. And then there was that one talk that I came out and did. I remember you came up afterwards and you're like, hey, we need to talk. And I think that <laughs> is, that is such a strength move, right? It's such a decision because the easier option is to stay in your seat and go, that hit home. That made sense. What an interesting thing to ponder. And then nothing changes, right? I think the decision to go, well, hang on. This isn't just about learning. This isn't just about thinking about change. This is now, there's a tipping point here. Mm -hmm. And that first step, that bold leap to go, I'm going to go and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. look, I want to explore this. We've got to talk about this stuff. It's quite powerful, right? I think a lot of people get stuck in that for quite a long time. I was talking to someone just the other day and they're like, yeah, I've been following your Instagram for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. thinking about how badly I need to do this. And I've just made the call now. And I'm like, first and foremost, well done for making the call now. But like, imagine what we could have done if you started a year ago. Right. Right? And I think, we, yeah, we all go through that. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't want to be a better person. There's many, you know, knowing that, okay, I know I need to do this better. But it's sometimes just not knowing how that looks. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I knew, I knew I was absolutely overwhelmed and a little bit cray cray. Um, I knew that things were, I'd flip from kind of thing to thing, hoping to find, I don't know, fill this void somehow um, with, uh, you know, activities or people or things or when I really, what I needed to do was work on myself um, and love myself, you know. Um, That was years and years of trying to undo that and and that's when yes your your um a couple of little seminars that you did I kind of went okay I think I think maybe this is how I'm meant to do this I think this is you know because obviously everyone has different ways of what works for them um you know and it depends you know if you're anxious and depressed like you know I of course I came in being anxious and I'm depressed at times and um, you know, the psychology path or whatever path doesn't always work for everybody. Um, and I just felt that this was my way. Uh, this was my path. Yeah. And it's a, it's a funny thing sometimes to look back on. And I think this is part of the beauty that I've seen in your growth and development is even just when we catch up for sessions, <laughs> being able to look back and go, oh, well, hang on. Like, look, did the last couple weeks go 100% to plan? Rarely ever. Is it still tough? <laughs> Yes, it's something I remind people of. I think these days a lot of people make the mistake of um, working on yourself and doing this inner work is really glorified these days on social media. If I'm going to call it what it is, it's so glorified. Does that where I meet a lot of people who I think they like the idea of doing this work? Yes. And then it's like, the reality is, this is tough work. This is hard, right? Like you're going you're gonna to oh. drop the ball all the times. You're going to fuck up. You're going to fall over. That's kind of part of the journey, right? But I remember when we catch up and you look back and go, I've fallen, but hang on. Like, no, I did this. I did this. This, Yeah, I did this well. (laughs) And initially not even recognising that. Like and we've discussed for me being a bodybuilder, I don't find um, like nutrition and exercise and those kind of things for me, I I don't find them the difficult things. For me, the difficult thing was this, was, you know, putting in the self-care time. Actually, you know, I say to my clients uh, with exercise, you schedule it in like an appointment and you just turn up and you just do it. 
for me, that's what I have to do when you set me tasks. And I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then I'm like, oh man, like (laughs) I just have to set a time and do it. And I find it really hard, but afterwards I feel the progress. And I'm like, okay, this is actually working. Clients with their physical health. It's like that lead up of, oh, I can't be stuffed today. I don't have the energy. I'm too tired. And then you get there and you do the workout and afterwards you're like, oh, actually that felt pretty good. (laughs) It's like all this build up to then go, Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly me when it comes to you setting me tasks. I, you know, you want to buck the system all the way. I'm like, well, what excuse can I have today as to why I can't do this self-care activity? <laughs> and now I'm recognizing, I'm like, you just book that shit in and you do it because it is making a difference to me now. And I feel the growth finally you know, I just, of course you wish, I wish I found this earlier. I could have felt so much better about myself in life earlier, but the the thing is I'm doing it now. And I hope yeah. that I can then, you know, inspire others to, to kind of find their own little journey. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to pay it forward and spread that ripple effect. And I know that is a ripple effect that you're spreading, obviously not only directly with your clients, but I know with your family as well, mm-hmm. has been yes. a really big area of growth. It's funny that you mentioned, yeah, the sort of booking in, uh and showing up because i remember we had a session actually not that long ago but we just flipped the roles and you're like i'm just really struggling to stay motivated with this and to stay focused and to keep going with you know with my (laughs) self-care and with my mindfulness and with setting boundaries and i went okay cool that's that's let's flip this let's pretend i'm one of your clients and i'm saying i'm really struggling to stay motivated you know (laughs) know this is good for me with the gym i'm just not following through yes and i remember you looked at me and you're like there was something like that. You basically yeah. like, "Oh, screw you!" Like, you're like I know I what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, because I went like you made me think. Because I tell people motivation is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you turned it on me, and I went, "Oh mm. shit, he's got me there." <laughs> that was totally unfair, by the way. <laughs> and well, unpack that for us. I think it's a valuable thing for. I think a lot of our listeners do still get stuck in the motivation trap. They wait for the day where they're magically motivated. Yeah. You know, they they hear the latest Beyonce song and they go, I'm super motivated now. I'm going to look after myself. Let's go yeah. get it done. And then a day later, of course, motivation dips. So yeah. talk to us about this. Yeah, motivation, you know, doesn't work. And I'm, I'm with you, yeah. by the way. I think it's a fantastic approach. Talk to us about that from your perspective. Look, I guess my perspective is from um, the whole nutrition and um, exercise point of view because that's, you know, that's my area. Um, And, of course, you know, it's about consistency and uh, my poor clients, that's I drum that shit into them and I'm sure they're sick of that word. But the thing is, yeah, we are never always motivated. We're just not. Yeah, we can be excited about something and some days it's easier, but life gets in the road a lot of times. Um, you know, and we are, most people are really busy. They have a lot of other commitments as well. Um, it's very easy then to make those excuses because all of a sudden that motivation goes, Oh, that seems a little bit hard now. Um, and I definitely, I live by, you know, even of course I'm a bodybuilder. I love training, but I'm going to say a lot of days I'm like, I actually don't really want to do this today, but, um, my why's that I'm doing it a bigger. Yes. So I make that commitment and I set that time and I go, you just turn up anyway. Will it be the workout of your life some days? No. Will you get personal bests and will it be fantastic some days? No, but you turned up and you kept in routine and you just kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how I look at it now. It's great to be motivated. And when you are, awesome. Like jump on that. Yeah, ride that but, wave, right? <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, the consistency is what's going to get you over the finish line for sure. Uh, and I guess now I realise that also works <laughs> with self-care too. Yeah, massively so. And it's yeah. funny because when you mentioned consistency, and I think it's such a powerful point, even your approach to consistency, I think has changed a little bit. I know it can be easy. And you mentioned before the perfectionistic trap and sort of the high expectations, high judgment. We can then go down that path of, okay, it's, well, it's not about motivation, it's about consistency, but then we get really upset with ourselves if we miss a day or if we make a mistake or if we fumble somewhere. <laughs> and I think what's been nice in, in your growth is seeing this blend of consistency with a healthy dose of compassion as well and a healthy yes. dose of sort of like, yeah, just understanding with yourself and treating yes. yourself more kindly. Um, yes. mm, talk to us about that. Not, not being so rigid. Yeah. I think, you know, um, it was very much, uh, you, you know, it's all set in stone and I've got to do it this way. Um, but I have really, it's now I'm like, okay, you know, there needs to be an, a flexible approach to this too. Like we talked about last year, you know, and my son um, being in hospital for eight weeks um, and me trying to train in the home while it was locked down crying <laughs> while I'm doing this, you know, and um, I did really, I think that really taught me there comes a, you know, there does come a point where you've got to go, you know what, um, love yourself a little more to give you, cut yourself some slack here. Like, um, you know, we expect so much of our bodies mm-hmm. and so much of um, ourselves and our bodies, like I think I've said before on posts, our bodies really do service very well. Yeah. But we don't give it, you know, you can't expect this body of ours to just keep going and going and going and not give it anything in return, not give it any love in return. Yeah. Um, and I definitely learned that the hard way mm-hmm. uh, by going, okay, just, you know, this is the things we went through last year were things that a lot of people never, ever go through in a lifetime. Um, and here I am trying to bodybuild through it. Like, you know, I just kind of went, take a step back, think about what's most important right now, a week off of training, two weeks off of training in the long-term scheme of things aren't going to make a difference. Mm. You know, it's just about, I think when you, find that space and then continue never getting back on track. You know, you can't, you know, you have one day off, you have two days off and then before you know it, it's been three months. That's a different story, I guess. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, everything that last year going through stuff that most people may never experience or go through in their life, but to do that also in lockdowns and in the middle of a global Mm -hmm. pandemic and in the middle of your business entirely closing then shifting then change it right the amount of curveballs coming all at once yep. I think being able to yes. be patient and compassionate with yourself and just going mm-hmm. you know what let's just take this one day at a time right now <laughs> and let's realize that I think you and I had a conversation once I said hey as a heads up right now the plan is thrown out the window right there is no plan yep. there is no yep. rule book right now it's let's just yep. take this one step yes. at a time <laughs> and I think that was my answer for everything you know how do I make myself feel calmer? Right, let's try and put a plan into place, you know. But, you know, in lockdown, you know, in lockdown happened one day. The next day my son went into hospital for his mental health issues for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, my business, obviously, it was peaking at that time. Yep. Totally lost that straight up. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I kind of got left with 
shit, like I don't even know where, how do you even plan for that? How do you even start to plan for that? Um, and that's when I started learning, you know, I, a couple of friends joke with me. They're like, are you, are you cursed? Like this shit keeps happening to you. Um, and I could really now go like and turn it the other way and be bitter and resentful about why things keep going wrong. Whereas now I'm like, um, let that, okay, we'll let that go. Um, let's trust the universe and go down this path. And what am I going to do this week that helps me get through it? I love that. And because there's such a sense of ownership and responsibility of that. It's like, I, I think of the analogy of like, we can't control the hands we're dealt by life at any moment, yes. but we know that another hand will be dealt soon. It's much like playing a game of cards. You're not stuck with the same hand forever. And we get to choose how we play that hand. And so, yes. you know, you can be bitter and resentful and frustrated. And, and of course, those are natural human emotions. We're going to feel them at times. We're definitely going to get caught up in that. Like, oh shit, why is this happening to me again? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Of course we're going to have that happen in our journey, but to, to have that momentarily and then go, okay, this is the hand that I've been dealt. What can I do with it? And where you're yes. just like, what can I focus on this week to help me feel a little bit better and to take a step forward? I think really that is one of the healthiest things people can do when they are met with those times of just overwhelming change mm-hmm. um, and difficulties. And when the plan that they had for how their life was going to look is just completely out the window. Yes. It's like, okay, hang on. This is the hand we're dealt. What can we do with it right now? Yeah, instead of, and I think instead of fighting it, like I think you were telling me at one point, which I still think about is like I'm swimming against the current constantly and that's what I was doing. You know, I was being dealt with this stuff and I was trying to swim against it constantly and it was so tiring and so draining and then I cling onto a rock for a while and (laughs) try try water a bit and, and I've just really gone, okay, Let's just go with the current and see where it takes us today. Um, is it easy every day? No. And, of course, like you said, there's some days where I'll get thrown another thing and I'm like, oh, like why? Why is this happening to me? But I, I find it's easier now than it ever used to be to flip that. Yeah. And whereas before I'd get caught up in that for days and days and days and be overthinking it and um, it really, really absorbed me. Um, whereas now I, I don't get it right all the time, but I feel like I can move ahead quicker than I ever used to be able to. Yeah. And it's such a powerful point to make because I think sometimes much like, you know, you said some people look at your life from the outside, looking in and go, well, you've got a perfect life, you've got it all together. Sometimes people do the same, you know, myself and with our TV, you're like, oh, well, you've been doing this for, I mean, I think I'm realizing that I'm about to enter my 10th year of doing this work on myself. Mm-hmm. And some people go, wow, like after all that time and everything that you've done and you teach this and you're professional at it, obviously you just like never feel stressed or you never feel like just, so you never feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 good friends. Like, it does right? not work like that. <laughs> exactly. We will always have those moments, but I think you highlight it really well. We just move through them a little bit quicker yeah. right, than what we otherwise yeah. would have. We're equipped to handle them a bit better. Yes. So you mentioned the analogy before of the spare room, right? It's like we actually process them rather than just shoving them in the spare room and hoping yes. they'll deal with themselves. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And there's there was so, so many years of that, whereas now, like, processing that spare room is really scary yeah. um, and it hurts. Yes. But I do recognise now if I don't sit with those thoughts and I don't sit with that pain, I can't move through that pain. Mm. Whereas before I was hoping to avoid that pain, I think that that's maybe the difference. I can't. You know, you can't grow unless you do the hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which again is such a it's such an aligned analogy and, and realization with 
I think everything you do, you know, in the fitness industry and with your physical health and with the goals that you've smashed there and what you've been able to do in that space is like, of course, we grow outside of our comfort zone. You kind of have to push the muscle to the point of failure mm-hmm. and make it hurt a little bit. Yes. Right? We can't just fight our body every step of the way or resist it. There's going to be this, bl- oh, sorry, or avoid it. There's going to be this blend in the middle of like, okay, what's our body need today? What's it feeling like? And we're going to push it a little bit too, right? Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable, but we've got to sit with that and embrace that. Yeah. Interesting enough, you know, I mentioned earlier in this chat, there was sort of three moments that came to mind of when I think of, if I was to say, what are the examples of real strength that I've seen from you? I mentioned two of them, but the third one was actually more of a recent one. And it was the decision to prioritize your mental health, your well-being, your family over um, continuing forward on another bodybuilding competition. In the middle of riding quite a high wave of wins. Yes. And I think you and I spoke about it was I was actually around the exact same time that Simone Biles had come out at the Olympics. It was the yeah. biggest stages in the world and gone, hey, my mental health matters more to me than some medals or trophies. And I think exactly. we need to start normalizing that. And it was such a powerful display of vulnerability, of strength, of um as someone who is a leader in that space, showing that if you're sacrificing your happiness for the point of success in something, is it really a success long-term? Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was just such a profound example from her. And I think it was only a week or two later, you and I were catching up and you're like, hey, I've been sitting with it, you know, with everything happening with lockdown and things moving around, I think I'm going to make the call to not go ahead with the next season. Um, talk to us yes. about that decision because I think it was quite a powerful one and again quite serendipitous timing with everything happening in the world. Oh I um I, I fought in my head yeah. <laughs> so much about the, that decision because that that side of me that wants to the high achiever side yes. of me um was like I know I can do this. You can do this. You can push yourself through this. You need to push yourself through this because um, I do still, you know, you feel that reward at the end of it that you've achieved. Um, you know, I also, you know, had some sponsors who had come on board and I really didn't want to let them down, you know. So I wasn't necessarily even doing that for me. I was sort of like, well, I want to do it for them too because they're supporting me. Um, that, but I, um, and we've talked about before, I actually, I recognise signs now, uh, more emotionally aware, but also, um, I'm more aware in my body of the the signals that it's telling me, you know, it, you need to stop, you need to slow down, you need to slow down before um, <laughs> I ignored them. <laughs> Let's just say I flat out ignored them. It's like, yeah, you, know, you are hurting. You for, like, life will give you a poke that'll push to the punch. And yeah. you're like, oh, I've been getting punched by life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be um, knocked on my ass, yeah. um, you know, and I've spent like a couple of nights in hospital um, during prep. I um, spent a couple of days in bed um, and I would go, okay, I'm out of hospital. When am I? Now I'm going off the train. Like, like, and I think back and I think, why, why, what for? Whereas I was noticing that after, you know, I, as you know, I competed in um, season A in bodybuilding. So um, and I was really happy with that season. I did quite well in that season, but I, I felt the aftermath of that. And I did crush a little um, with pushing so far. And, and I actually listened to those signs this time. And I kind of went, okay, 
my my body clearly isn't coping really well. I could recognize my emotions. Um, I could recognize um, and there's just the uncertainty of lockdown and, and what that does, I mean, to everybody's overthinking um, is a lot to take on. Uh, and, yeah, I the old me would have gone too bad you do this shit because that's what you should do. Um, but this new me, <laughs> yeah, who, who discusses it with you. But even I remember when we talked, I was kind of like, what do you think I should do? Because <laughs> <laughs> for him, and I'm like, I'd love can you just make this decision for me. Uh, and even same with my coach, you know, who um, I love to death and totally res- would respect my decision either way and did. Um, but I was kind of like, can you just tell me what to do? Um and neither of you would, yeah. which is totally unfair. <laughs> so I really had to go, um, okay, you you have to step up and I have to go what is best right now for me and my family. And that's um and that's what I did. Yeah. And I and I don't regret it at all. Yeah. I'm um so glad I made that decision. Yeah. And because I think by doing so as well, as I said, not only a great thing for you, not only a great thing for your family, but it does set a precedence and an example and it gives permission. For other people, and I know you and I have spoken about this before, for other athletes and, and competitors in an industry and a sport, which I think is very demanding, but also can lead to some very unhealthy approaches <laughs> to our mental and emotional well-being and our overall health. Exactly. It's like it's, it's a, and I think most sports are like that. To compete at the high level, there's this yeah. little degree of sort of obsession. There's a little degree of sort of, you know. For sure. You have to grip. be, you have to be like, if it was easy, everyone would be doing exactly. it, you know. I really feel like you have to be a certain personality type to be able to do what is required, you know, but it can be a double-edged sword. Exactly. It, it, yes, there's advantages to it, but there's also downsides to it. And those downsides aren't often talked about, about yeah. coming off the highs of competitions, mm. uh, coming off all that restriction um, and being able to cope after, uh, that's the hardest part I find off season. And I think that's what scared me even this time off season as it's classed as for me, I don't do well in off season. Yeah. You give me a rigid plan to follow. I will follow that to a T and I will thrive on that. You leave me a little bit in limbo and though you don't have a set goal right now. It's uh, the goal's a little bit, you know, relaxed. Mm-hmm. I find that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people don't probably talk about that enough, you know? Yeah. Which is, again, I think why it's such a powerful thing for you to make that decision, but also to share stories like this and like on the podcast and all that and to put that out there is like, you know, and it, it echoes what Simone Biles did. It did set a precedent and gave example for other athletes, competitors, high achievers, people who are used to pushing themselves. If nothing else, it gives them a moment to check in on themselves and go, how am I actually feeling at the moment? Right? And then make a call from there. And that's why it's funny when you mentioned, you know, both myself and then your coach with Bowbone Competition trying to get us to make the decision. It's like, we can't make the decision for you. We don't know what the right move is, right? Either one can work. It's just what's going to feel right. And for you to have that introspection and that self-awareness and that self-understanding to go, actually, you know what? This is how I'm feeling. This is what needs to happen. And to be able to follow through on that, what a powerful thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I really, thought I really, really wanted you guys to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> really, really wanted you to, and you bloody wouldn't. Um, but it forced me to make the decision, and um, 
you know, like I said, the old me definitely wouldn't have been able to do that. And I even find now, okay, yes, I'm in off season. Um, it's very hard to go from being in the best shape of your life and extremely lean and your abs are popping yeah. to then get a little bit fluffy yeah. <laughs> uh, and to watch your body change like that and accept that process. Mm-hmm. Um, this probably is the first time. Um, and I think it comes from being with you now. It's the first time I've come into an off season and actually gone, I'm actually okay with my body in this state, wow. you know, um, I would hate off-season. I would hate losing abs. I would hate getting a little bit chunky, as you may call it, which, of course, people look at and go, what are you even talking about? But for me, um, when you've gone from this, uh, like, the best condition and ultimately, you know, know, really, really lean, it's very hard to then come back from that. And I'm okay with that now. I I love my body at every stage, and that's what I'm trying to tell myself every day. I love that. I know, funnily enough, you know, the journey continues forward with this sort of work. It's like, it's something like much like with, you know, your physical health. It's not like you ever get to a point where you're fit and healthy and then go, well, now I never have to exercise or eat well again because I did it. I I reached the final stage, right? It's like, it's an ongoing practice. The same with this, right? Like with this ongoing practice of loving ourselves more and being more compassionate with ourselves, of Mm -hmm. checking in with our mental and emotional well-being, prioritizing self-care, all these changes. As you move forward with your personal growth and your development and your happiness journey, I'm curious from your perspective, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what do you feel are the main focuses for your growth in this next chapter as you move forward? What can you already see like that this is where I'm sort of moving? Yeah. Uh, It's all for me, um, personal growth now. Um, And, you know, I really do, and most people don't know, I really do come from a place of I really, I'm going to say hated myself. I really, really hated myself. Um, and people look at me um, and, you know, think that I'm, I'm beautiful um, and I people would tell me that all the time and I could never, ever see it. I just couldn't see it. And I don't know why I couldn't see it, but I just couldn't. And I came from, I really, really used to treat myself very badly um, uh, in a lot of ways. And I think it's it's taken such a long time to try and reverse that. And there's still those, um, I guess when it's been for so long, that still sits with me. There's still times that those um, thoughts still come into my head. You're not good enough. You can't do that. You're not pretty. Um, whatever that comes along with that, or you know, um, and I really am trying, that's where my growth comes next. I think um, being totally okay with who I am without needing those outside influences to tell me that I'm that I'm good or that I'm smart or that I'm beautiful or that I'm successful. Um, that's where I'm heading. That's a people pleasing is really a big thing. And I know we spoke about this. Um, it was only last week, I yeah. think, when I watched our people pleasing workshop and I kind of went, um, I think that workshop was written for me. <laughs> yes. Um, I have every, everything that was mentioned there. I went, wow. And um, I was, I was probably like I knew uh, I had some awareness of it, but I didn't realize how much I um, want to be accepted by other people. Yeah. Um, so now, and no one, like, you know, most people who know me actually think that I'm a really confident person, mm-hmm. but I do still struggle with that. So when you ask me, you know, where I'm heading, yeah. Uh, for me, I, I think the mindset now is everything. That's where I want to grow in and I want to continue to work on loving who I am regardless of what other people might say. 
you know, not everyone is going to agree with my choices or how I'm going to move forward with my life or what boundaries I'm going to set to do that. Yes. Um, I want to be able to set those boundaries and go, no, this is what I need for me and my family or what I'm working towards and be okay with them saying they, they don't agree with that. So powerful. So powerful. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for people to really sit with that. And yeah, yeah and just a, a word to our listeners at the moment, like if you're listening to this and that's hit home for you, even just pause the episode right now and just sit with that yeah. right and, and sit with the importance of of what was just shared because yeah there's a lot of gems along the way it, it, it's throughout this whole conversation we've had there's been a lot of moments where it's like come back to that right like yeah. it's always funny I, I regularly tell people I'm like this is not the kind of podcast where you just casually listen to it and then don't do anything with it it's like you're gonna probably come back and listen to this and pause and rewind yeah. and like write notes and then go take action yeah. right that's the goal yeah. Yeah, if if people, because by the way, I could have these conversations all day and I'm absolutely loving this. I'm just, I, I'm mindful of time. And I think this is such a powerful note, what you just shared to sort of bring the episode to a close on. So mm-hmm. if people are listening and they're like, I've really resonated with you and your story and, you know, your next steps in your journey, as well as mm-hmm. the steps you've already taken. Again, knowing the power of visibility in this space and knowing the power of people like yourself in leadership positions being vulnerable and open and real and sharing their stories and their triumphs and their struggles and the whole journey. How can people stay connected to your journey with that? Like how would they best be able to reach out, be a part of your journey, connect with you? Like where's the best way for them to do that? I mean, I guess everything. So social media really these days, isn't it? Um, And, you know, I post um, on Insta quite a bit. So um, my Insta is Kelly Cameron underscore Kels Crew. Uh, Kels Crew is my fitness business. I also, um, it's Kels Crew Fitness and Health. So I also am on Facebook as well. Um, I, you know, I do classes, PTs, all that kind of thing. Um, that's how I connect with people a lot. And I guess Insta is now more my way of um you know, reaching people and hopefully resonating with some people. I only posted a terrifying picture the other day um, <laughs> that I actually deleted once because I, I put it on and then went, no, I can't do that and deleted it. Wow. But then I put it back on again and did a really different caption. Um, and it was a, a picture of, it was a, you know, I've done some photo shoots and it was a, a, a picture in a, like a lingerie picture that I normally would never, ever post. Um, and I was terrified of posting it. But I actually explained why I post those photos yes. and, you know, that, this is now part of my personal journey to go, you know, why I do this and why it might not, it may not be okay with other people, but I want to inspire other people to go, you know, it's not all over when you're, you have children or that you are not in your twenties anymore. You can still learn to love yourself um, along the way. And there's definitely things that you can do. I mean, you know, holistically mindset to me is number one now. Yes, I'm a fitness instructor and yes, I'm a PT and the nutrition and the um, exercise is a massive part of it. But I've actually realized it's not it's not going to work unless that third part of mindset is in there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd love people to follow that journey and go, you know, I'm actually finding that now that, you know, I'm working on all three, <laughs> not just two. Yes, I love that. And we'll put the links for that in the show notes as well. Like we'll, we'll put everything in there so people can connect with you and reach out to you. And yeah, I'm really excited to see people do that and to 
continue seeing your growth because I know I'm really excited to see you continue to grow and develop and to see the ripple effects that you're going to continue to spread from your growth and development and being able to, yeah, give back and lead others in a really holistic and sustainable way. So once again, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking the green light decision today. Thank you for deciding to jump on and be so open and honest and vulnerable and real and the theme of, you know, the show, I think, thank you for coming on and being so strong in your vulnerability. Right. Oh, it's um, a beautiful thing <laughs> to have contributed to to our listeners and to the show. And I'm deeply grateful for it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you asking me to come on. It's um so nice to actually be able to open up like in and go, you know what, I'm 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 doing okay, but things are tough, things are great, but you know, I'm I'm we're doing okay. And I hope that other people resonate with that too. Beautiful. And I'm sure they will. <laughs> thank you once again. Thank you. And just like that, we have reached the end of not only another episode here on BU with Declan Edwards, but the end of another season. Now, I mentioned towards the end of that conversation with Kel that this is not the kind of podcast that you just listen to casually in the background. This is one that I highly encourage you to go back to episodes, to revisit them, to deep dive, to take notes, to pause, to reflect, to do some introspection, and of course, to take action on what you have learnt. And I think the break between seasons is the perfect opportunity to do that. So over the next four to six weeks, there will not be any new episodes coming out, but I highly encourage you to go back and check out previous ones, revisit ones that resonated with you, uh, and to make sure you are really leaning into the growth and development that can come from uh, tuning into this show. Now, if you are new here or if you're a long-time listener, first and foremost, thank you so much for choosing to invest your time your greatest resource into yourself by listening to this show. It means the world to me to know that this show is making a difference. Uh, If you haven't yet done so, make sure you do click that subscribe button because that way you'll find out when the new season launches and you'll be the first to find out about new episodes. And make sure as well, if you are loving the show, that you do give it a bit of a five stars or a written review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's something so small that doesn't take that long, but it does make a huge difference in the number of people that we can reach and the ripple effect that we can spread. So by working together and collaborating and you helping us out, you're actually helping us make an impact on more lives and we can make the world a happier place together. Now, if this episode did resonate with you a lot and you want to connect with Kel, as we mentioned at the end, make sure you check out the links in the show notes or you head on over to Instagram and connect with her there. All the links uh, that you need are in the show notes, as well as some links to some extra resources that we offer at BU to help you kickstart your happiness journey, to learn more about the science of happiness, to learn more about how to build your well-being and your emotional intelligence, and to learn how to thrive in life rather than simply survive and get by. So if you want to find out more about kickstarting your journey in your happiness and in your emotional intelligence, of course, follow those links there too. We have a link to our happiness scorecard, which is a free resource we developed that gives you insight into your top happiness strengths and your best happiness growth opportunities. We also have a link to our Hacking Happiness Masterclass that we run every month. It is a a deep dive session that I run where you can jump on and learn three of the foundational and most um, fundamental tools to creating a life of happiness and thriving. And of course, if you've done those or if you've been listening for a while and you're like, hey, this is my green light moment. This is my moment of, okay, it's time to reach out and take that next step forward. And you want to find out more about getting a coach in your corner, partnering with us and enrolling at our happiness college. There is a link there as well to find out all of the details for our happiness college and what that looks like. We're very transparent with it all. You see what's included. You see how the college is developed. You see the coaches. You learn all about our methodology and our approach to helping people really thrive. 
you see about our success rate. And of course, we also are very open and honest. You will actually see the fees associated with that too. So you can plan what the best move is for you financially. So if any of that resonates with you and that's something you want to move forward with, check out the links in the show notes. But for now, thank you from the bottom of my heart of being part of this show for this season. It has been beautiful to uh, share these conversations and to share this insight with you throughout this season. And I look forward to coming back for season six of the show. But in the meantime, you know what we do. Make an impact, start with self and be you.